Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson. Erica Cedeno. Erin Coscarelli. Hey guys, I'm Zulai. <laughs> Zulai is back and she did not love our Halloween. Our oh Halloween my God, I was, I was horrified. <laughs> that was listening to you guys and the welcome back the hey wand. yours is good <laughs> the wand i mean it was pretty entertaining so kudos to that i did laugh in the car out loud um but i was like thank <laughs> god i wasn't there for that atrocity the hot mess <laughs> the hot mess that were the three of you oh, oh we missed goodness. you um, i missed right. you guys well, let's get into the wind down, which I have exciting news. I did run into the voice of our wind down, Kevin Dillon, and he <laughs> is down to do our podcast. So stay tuned for that. That will be coming oh my soon. God. And in He's going to be a fun guest. Oh, he'll be so fun. In the meantime, yeah. take it away, Katie. Get ready for the wind down. Victory! Is he going to do the wind down live real time or are we going to be better? Ooh, we'll get a new wind down from him. Yes. I'm sure he'd want to give us a different take. He's going to say, I'm going to do, I'm going to give you guys a fresh take of the KD wind down. Yes. Ooh. I would love that. I was on the Adam Carolla show. I sent you guys the link. I was, uh, I didn't see it, but I got to listen to it. You're going to listen to it and you're going to love it. Damn it. Um, yeah. Adam Carolla wanted me on a show and it was so cool to be able to talk uh, a different perspective. It was, we, you know, it was actually a conversation that you guys have chatted about, you know, the Tom Brady Giselle thing. And it's such an, you know, over discussed uh, dialogue. I didn't want to talk about them in particular. I wanted to talk about the relationship between Tom and his work because it's very relatable to me and my work. Um, and so it's kind of cool when like the traction and momentum of things that you're really passionate about, like I'm passionate about sports and mental health and like the athlete and what the athlete goes through and telling that side of the story. And then it starts to catch on and people want to talk to you about it. Um, and then you get to be on shows to talk about it. So, you know, and it was cool because Adam Carolla, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his career. He did the man show with Jimmy Kimmel and he's etched out a pretty successful broadcast career. So he's a Titan, like he's almost kind of like a Howard Stern. And it felt like that when I was in the chair. And in many ways, you can feel intimidated by that. And it was cool because, you know, like he brought some stuff up and I'm like, you know what, Adam, I don't agree. And it was kind of cool <laughs> to go little toe to toe with him. And uh, he kept pushing back on me and I kept serving him one back. And, um, you know, when you're with as, as for me as a broadcaster, when you're with a Titan like him, um, they, you know, it's, it, it was just, it was a really, really, really cool moment for me in my career to kind of be able to talk about something that I'm super passionate about that they wanted me on to talk about that. And it was more meaningful in that way because it's, it's so something I'm going through, you know, we talk about mental health and sports and so it was, it was really fun. It was really cool. And, um, you know, Adam said they want me back. So all good things guys. So, yeah. They want you so back. Are they so trying to saying, poach you away yeah, from us? Just, <laughs> so you're saying Are you being that he's actively recruited? 
Uh, He's on a different level than we are. We're not as good as Adam Carolla. <laughs> We're not a Titan. Not even close. No. I, <laughs> no, and it was cute too because he he post he promoted the podcast and it was just interesting to hear his perspective on work and like how what he values and you know he even said he's like I don't look at uh, this job as fun. I look at it as work. And I'm like, well. You know, there's worse jobs. People could be doing a little bit. So it was cool to to be in his space and, um, you know, uh, discuss meaningful things like men, sports, female, women, you know, all of the things. So I'm going to have to listen. I'm intrigued. I want to hear. Yeah. I'm Can you excited. send us the link, Aaron? I'll send it. Did to you, you send the link? Okay, perfect. Thanks for shouting us out. And anyone listening who is here from the Adam Carolla show, thank you for tuning in. (laughs) My wind down, guys, I I participated in some activities yesterday. I went and got um, some self-loving activities. I went and got a mammogram. So before COVID... I'd got, I'd gotten a mammogram because I've, I have some women in my family who my aunt in Colombia passed away from, from breast cancer. I want to say a year and a half ago. And now my grandmother just recovered from breast cancer. So this is kind of something that's been in my family. And um, so I needed to go get myself checked out. And in prior, the prior time I, there was a, a, like a little, mass in my left breast that they were trying, they were watching that thing has completely disappeared. I don't know where it's gone, but thank God. Um, but you know, we can't feel it, but that's why we got the mammogram yesterday. Um, but what I really want to talk about was the experience. So I decided that I wanted to hopefully kind of, um, document this for modern muse because the statistics for Latina women specifically are kind of crazy. We tend to to uh, get diagnosed at lower numbers compared to non-Hispanic women, but our mortality rates are significantly higher than non-Hispanic women because we don't have the same access to like early detection, early screening. Um, there's a lot of research that is lacking in this space because we are Latinas or the Latina Hispanic community is so varied and there's like these different genetic mutations that can happen and there's just not enough research on it. So I made a donation to, um, oh my God, the, I have to, it's a long spiel, but I'm going to find it. And they, the reason I chose them is because they are actively trying to create more research for this space. It's the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. They are um, the world's largest private funder of breast cancer research and metastatic breast cancer research, like at, at large. So if you guys are interested in learning more about them, follow them on Instagram or go to their website. Um, they're amazing. Their commit their commitment to a multicultural spend as it pertains to research within all these genetic aspects of breast cancer within Latinas is so inspirational. Because our mortality rate is so much higher because we don't have the research. We also, you know, Latinos comprise like, I think 30%, don't quote me on that. We're the highest population in the country of uninsured people, which there you go. You can't, 
get screened. You can't go and do these things if you don't have insurance. It's very expensive. So I decided that I was going to document this for Modern Muse and just talk about all the statistics and do all these things. And I was, I walked in there with all of these, like the best intentions. And I learned a lesson. Sometimes you just have to do and not ask permission because the first thing I did when I walked into the room was ask her, I said, Hey, I have this company. It's called my, I gave her the whole spiel. She's like, no, you can't video. You can't take pictures. You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. The coldest person. And I just also side note for anybody who's listening to us on the podcast, if you work in the medical field and you work specifically in that area where, where you're, you're potentially diagnosing a, a cancer in someone, have some bedside manner. Like this woman was so cold. She was not friendly. She, she, everything from her touch to the tone of her voice to just her lack of like understanding, like you can Google it. She says to me, you can Google the machine. You can't take pictures of it. This is what she's, and like, was this in Burbank? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't in Burbank, but oh, why did you have a similar? I had, I had the same similar experience actually. She was like, can you not read your paperwork over the phone? And I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, why are you so upset? That's what I specifically asked her. I was like, why are you so upset? I'm trying to, (laughs) I'm not better than me. I didn't say anything. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Excuse me. Yeah. It's like, they're so mad that they're there. I know that this is like, right. It's, but I know it's routine for people in the medical industry and they're routinely doing these things day in and day out. I'm just saying have a little grace, show a little grace. People are coming in there like, not me necessarily. I'm not nervous at this point. I'm just getting a diagnostic check. But what if I were in there like, and I had some information that she wasn't aware of, or I don't know, it was just very cold. Anyway, I didn't get to um, create the reel that I wanted, but there is a reel on Modern Muse if you guys are interested in hearing more about just breast cancer in general, this isn't just for multicultural women. This is for everyone. And while I have your attention on it, if you haven't screened yourself in the last year, I forget what the time is, but it's an age appropriate Mm -hmm. thing. Just call your doctor and see if this is something that you're due for, because it's so important. Early screening and early diagnosis is so important for us. It's, it starts at 40 years old. It's supposed to be annually. I actually go every six months because I have, yeah, because they said they, they needed to like watch some certain things. And so Mm -hmm. if they say every six months for the next two years, so yeah, good for you, get it done. We have to get it done. So that's it guys. That's my wind down. I love that because if someone just, you know, I think the pandemic, we all forgot to do certain things. We let things go. So if nothing, it's just a reminder for somebody to go, ah, I got to put that on the calendar. Well, that's what yes. happened to me. That's exactly what happened to me. My girlfriend, I told you guys, I won't say her name on the podcast, but I have a girlfriend, a very dear girlfriend who is, um, who's recovering from breast cancer. She, and she kind of reminded me and I rem- I was like, oh, let me make this call. You just need to be reminded. So here we are, the entertain her girls mm-hmm. to remind you, go get your screening done. Yes. I'll go because as you guys know, I was trying to dodge COVID. Well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was super unsuccessful guys. I, uh, you know, I think I'm still might be positive now, but I have no symptoms. E-dog, you know, I've been like so scared of this virus for so long and I was doing everything in my power to protect me and my family and da, da, da. well, 
one thing led to the other. Aviana came home with it. We didn't know we were normal, like a family. And all of a sudden Jackson goes down. And then a day later I go down. I'm like, of course I end up getting it once, you know, my little girl has it. Cause as you know, Z, they're just all over you. There's like no break with that at all. They're like, mommy, mommy, mommy. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like I was so scared for so long, but honestly it wasn't that bad. (laughs) I'm like, wow, now I can do everything. Let's go salsa dancing. Let's. I was going to say in retrospect, (laughs) do you feel like, isn't that the irony? I was like, you know, you just need to get it and get it over with Eric. I was like, no, get away. Erica, your fever was high. That's Listen, listen. Okay. I was asleep when my fever was super high. So I woke up on, I don't even know what day it was Wednesday, I guess. And I, my fever was 106. And so the night before my fever was at like 101. So I had heard this crazy thing, which I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard it from doctors. So I think it's true that if you allow your fever to continue up, I think to like 102, 103, it's not bad. And your body can fight the virus faster because you can burn the fever will burn the virus. I didn't make this up Z. It was from a doctor. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) My face, I'm like, what? I, know. I mean, I told my mom, doctor, I have no words. People I told my mom your theory, and she's like, mm, no, she was hey, a hey, let's listen. not give that out. Hey, listen, As doctors, no, 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 doctors, doctors need to write in. Let me hear if this is true or not. I want to know. I need to so know. Anyways, that does sound so bogus to me. So please DM us. Please DM us. Burn the virus. I did, I did not take Tylenol the night, be- you know, the night before going to sleep. I woke up. I was at 106. So I had chills that night and I was freezing. I went like in half sleep when it got covers. I don't even know where stuck them on, on top of me. I had like three covers on me. I woke up 106. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really burning the virus. So I took off the covers, had to get it down. I was like, I'm burning brain cells in the moment, <laughs> took off my covers. All of a sudden it went down to 105, 104, 103. And I was like, okay, this good. This is good. I can tame this thing. It would not go past down one, like past 103. It wouldn't go down. So finally I'm like, all right, I think I should take some Tylenol or something. <laughs> oh my God, Erica. Brain cells in the moment. Yeah. I have a so, question for the hypochondriac in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Sarah, what's going on? Mm-hmm. What would you have done? <laughs> I would have been at the emergency room with first 106. Of all, first of all, you keep your fever down because you don't want it to get up like that because it's dangerous. No, but like then you wake up and you you take it. But I usually would take it. If I have a fever, I would take it before I went to sleep. So it would last. But if I hit 106, I would absolutely be in the ER. 100%. (laughs) 100%. That is high. So let me tell you, I had symptoms on Wednesday. I had symptoms on Thursday. My symptoms were a headache. Uh, what else was there? I feel like that was it. Oh, and the fever, obviously. She's like, I don't have any memory of this. I burned my memory. Burned my me- of so COVID. That, that's all I had, girls. And guess what? Guess who's uh, symptom free after Friday? Uh, Mama. Uh, uh, e dog. Yeah. So you oh burned the bot. You burned the virus. Burned so you burned the virus. I'm telling you. Do you know what was <laughs> funny? What was funny was Erica. Like the day you found out, you said, "Um, you guys, I feel fine." And then you went, "Oh no, here it comes." And then you said, <laughs> "And then you said, 
<laughs> oh, you know what? I fought it off in a few hours. I feel great again. I'm done. And I was like, oh, she ain't done. Cause I, cause that kept happening to Doug. He'd be like, you I feel, feel like great. a superhero. And then the next day he's like, oh, it was like a full week for me. I got it. And then it went away and then it fucking came back like five days later. <laughs> but I didn't want to tell you when Erica's like, oh, I beat it. And then you're like, oh, my fever's back. I went, oh. I'm like, shit, never mind. <laughs> it was funny though. Um, uh, but we're well, so, I'm glad we, you're okay. And we missed you. We missed you on Sunday, which I'm sure Sarah will get into. And I tried to face on your ass. I'm sorry. I know I was in no condition. I was at a soccer game, I think. <laughs> in my car. In my car. I did not leave the car. You're like, hey, kids, come here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and it was so uh, cute because Jackson watched the game from like the car too. Like this. Oh, he didn't yeah, want to miss his guy. teammates. I love that. He couldn't miss it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, but I was sad baby. to miss your shower, Sarah. I know. I was just insane. Oh, so I had beautiful. my baby shower. It was, it was so beautiful. It was so it was beautiful, epic. which Erica was one of the hosts. She helped put that all together. I have a hostess oh, gift for you. When next time thanks, I see you, babe. I'll bring it. Um, but thank you. It was, it was honestly, you know, I had debated, do I want to do a restaurant or the backyard? And Doug kept saying, you should just do the backyard, like just do the house. And I'm so glad I did. Cause I felt like, you know, like you're in your own space and, um, and then you're not like rushed and you can kind of just not have to worry like how high is this bar tab going you know stuff like that so it was mm. just it was beautiful it was nice it, it looked stunning um I had a few friends fly in which was so nice um and I've just I've never had it because you know I'm just newly engaged like I haven't had like the wedding and the engagement parties and the you know bridal showers like I haven't had any of this stuff so this is like my first shower that my friends helped put together and it was let me tell you, because this is going to be our topic today of hosting. It was so nice so not nice. to have to set up and do all that stuff and just kind of let them take over because I just got my hair and makeup done. I came outside and everything was all set up. It was because usually I'm exhausted by the time the party starts. Mm -hmm. And so it was just really, uh, it was really a treat to just kind of be able to relax and be a guest at the party and not feel like I had to host it. So I loved it. It was beautiful. So thank you. You know, then the pregnancy, I'm getting close. I'm starting to swell. I'm getting poofed up. We've got um, fuller face and uh, my watch doesn't fit. Uh, I could get it to close, Eesh. but it was real tight. So uh, my wrists are swelling. I went to the doctor and um, she says I don't have preeclampsia knock on wood. So hopefully it stays that way because swelling can be a sign of that. Um, Mm -hmm. But they check a few other things. And I don't know. It's getting close. That I feel like a ticking time bomb that's going to go off. So, Oh, you uh, are. There's a bomb yeah. going off. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll see when she comes. And I think she had hiccups for the first time last night because it was like in a rhythm. It felt like she was patting me, but in a little bit of a rhythm. And so my mom thought, she's like, I think that's hiccups. So that was cute. Aww. Very cute. Yeah. Sarah, but do you guys? Yeah. Do you guys what? have a name? You don't have to share the name, but no, do you guys have a name? It's no, it's funny because Doug, Doug had liked a name a couple months ago and I was like, mm, and then I went, you know what? That's cute. Okay. And then he decided he didn't like the name. So then he liked these other names. And then now all of a sudden he likes that first name again. And I was like, I thought you didn't like that name. 
And he goes, I don't know. So we're still working on it. It's a work in progress. Okay. Hopefully we will it figure is. that out. I have workers I today. We didn't name Jackson until we had to leave the hospital. Like literally oh they're gosh. like, you guys, you guys have to leave today. What is the kid's name going to be? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully that does not happen, but the nursery is almost finished. They're doing some finishing touches right now. Um, That's why I'm in Doug's office. And uh, yeah, we are getting close, getting excited, but I'm excited to get into the meat of this episode because we're going to talk about hosting and entertaining and we're getting into the holidays. So we got some tips for you guys, some tricks, some do's and don'ts, some host ideas, some guest ideas when you're invited over to a house. Like, what do you bring? What do you do? Do you really bring nothing when they say, oh, you don't need to bring anything? Is that true? <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. Who wants to start us off? I love that. I'm not going to start us off, but I'm so glad we're having this uh, conversation because there's so much more to hosting than just what you see on the outside. Like, who do you talk to? You know, how do you make people feel welcome? How do you enjoy your own party? Because when I host, I'm so frenetic. Like the only time I remember really enjoying hosting was when it was at Erica's house and we did that women's retreat, uh, whatever Mm. we called it, love yourself women's retreat. And I was so present that I was able to go, okay, like, I don't know how we got there, but that was really one of my favorite moments as a host, because I think the thing I, I struggle with as hosting is I care so much about, is everyone having a good time? Is that something that you guys struggle with, like caring about? And look, this is also, I think in real life, like I'm always worried about someone else and not me. And I think that's like a personal issue I need to work on. Um, but when you guys are hosting, how do you break out of not worrying about making sure everyone's having a good time? Cause we're all adults. And if they're not having a good time at your Epic party, like that's on them. Right. That's such yes. a good point. Yeah. A thousand percent. I don't think that I've ever thought about people's entertainment during a party because I'm so busy trying to just get everything in order. But um, I think it's pre-planning in advance and then letting people know what's going on. Right. So they can kind of entertain themselves. I think that's why we did the women wellness so well, Erin, because we had so much going on for them to do. It was It was loaded with activities, which I think is important for a party. If you give the guests something to do, then you don't have to worry about entertaining them because the activities are going to kind of, you know, lend themselves to that naturally. I'm going to agree to disagree on some of this um, just because I think it's important to set a mood of a party to have, I mean, it depends on what your party is. You need to have music. um, You need to have you know, if they're hungry or, or thirsty, you need to make sure they're taken care of in that sense. Like, do you have snacks or food? Do you, do they have drinks? Have you run out of certain alcohol? Um, do they know where the bathroom is like, so that they feel comfortable in the space? And then, yeah, I mean, you just want to kind of check in, like, is there something I'm missing or, cause they might feel uncomfortable asking, you know, like, Hey, do you have more tequila, you know, or, Hey, That's why um, you hire a bartender. I was going to say yes. to me, my answer to this is I, I, in the past years, I just delegate like for my Christmas party, which is the biggest party that I throw. I'm not like a big, you know, let's have a dinner party for no reason. Like I'll do, I'll do like Christmas is the biggest that I do at my house. And then 
Thanksgiving, but that's more like just family. But for Christmas, you just have to create like, and also your guest list has to kind of like, if it's going to be all family, then let it be family. But I think when you start including a lot of different groups of people, then you do have to like cater. Does everybody know each other? Do they? But like, if you hire the people, if you hire a bartender, or if you don't have the money to hire a bartender, which has also been a situation that I've been in the past, you set up a bar and you make sure it's stocked, you know, plentifully stocked. You just do, it's like what Erica said. I, I feel like doing a lot of the work beforehand and making sure that you got a good head count, that you understand like what it, what the amount of drinks and, and food, just make sure that you do a lot of the pre-work if you can't afford to hire people, or if you are going to hire people, you delegate and let them deal with it. You give them a guest list, you make a, you make a, a menu, like a very, you know, bar menu. And then that's, that's what's on the menu. And that's what's going to be served. Like, and then if people like, Hey, do you have red wine? Oh, I'm, you know, like sometimes you, I'll go to a party and there is not the kind of wine that I like. So there's a menu and that's what's available. And that's what you order. We did not have red wine at the shower, but we had the La Crema Chardonnay. I don't know if you had any of that. I, I did, Sarah. I okay. did have your La Crema. I thought about it <laughs> when they said, we don't need red wine. I'm like, oh, but Zulai. But then no, during the, day, the, during the day, it's like, thank you, but you're so sweet. See, it's like, this is the menu. This is what, did I go asking you for red wine? No, not at but all. That, but, but I that's thought my, of you yeah. when we didn't do the red wine. I thought of that. Right. But the and point I have is, one is that friend. You, yeah. I have one friend who only drinks a specific Chardonnay, but she uh, wasn't able to come. But if she comes, I got to make sure I have her wine because I know that that like she'll drink something else, but she like really doesn't like it. So and it's a good friend. So I'm just like, oh, we'll make sure I have something that I know she likes. Um, but let's talk about. So when you are hosting and you, and people say, what can we bring? And you say nothing. Um <laughs> What what does that person now do? Do they bring nothing? Do they come empty-handed? Do they bring something? I mean, I always say nothing, but let me tell you, I really, <laughs> really appreciate when people bring a bottle because they're going to get drank. We drink so much at, at my party specifically, our parties, we always have a bartender and we always have a ton of alcohol and it always get strength. So I appreciate when people bring a bottle because it can be used for that party. And, and, and especially if you're a picky drinker, I may, I probably have everything, but if you like love specific red or specific Chardonnay, you can't expect that person to have exactly what you want. I mean, you're a good friend, Sarah, so you do, but most people <laughs> can't to do that and won't do that. So bring your bottle that you like at least. Right. Right. Um, but regardless, you know, I appreciate any type of bottle because if it doesn't get drank that night, it will some other night, some other party. Can we talk about the flip side to that? When you do tell someone to bring something and it's, let's say a Thanksgiving party Ooh. and the person is bringing a very important plate of part of the Thanksgiving dinner and they show up two hours after the dinner is served. Oh, no. no. So it's. <laughs> who is this i'm kidding <laughs> i love my friend i love her that it, it was a very particular it was a very isolated situation but yeah that happens 
So it's like, you have to prepare for everything ahead of time. Like if you are going to delegate some things like that to outside people, make sure it's not a really important plate so that your dinner isn't ruined and you can move ahead without it. What was it? Or something? Mashed potatoes? It was the mac and cheese. It was the mac and cheese. Oh, brutal. Brutal. You don't (laughs) eat mac and cheese after dinner. Mac and cheese dessert. (laughs) Yeah, it Um, was. I was like, oof. But Sarah, I will how say, do you feel about that? So I will say, because um, before COVID, we would host a lot. We would do like these bachelor nights every week. We would sometimes have um, a chef or we would make food or we would always have all this rosé. We'd always have stuff and people would say, what can I bring? I would say nothing and they would show up with nothing and that's fine. Um, but the random times that people, I remember we had people, over, uh, not even a lot of people for a... Um, a dinner and this girl who I've never met, she was a date of one of the guys brought me a candle. And I was like, Oh, and she was like, Oh, you're hosting a dinner. So I wanted to bring you something. I'll always remember that. Like it was such like a sweet little thoughtful thing. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, when people bring, um, you know, a bottle of wine or something, it's just, it's nice. You might not, it's- like you said, you might not use it that night, but you might use it the next time someone's over. And it's nice that they brought something. And I feel personally strange showing up empty-handed. Sometimes it happens because either you forget, you're like, oh, I've already picked something up. Okay, it happens. But I always try to make a habit of coming with something because I do feel weird showing up at someone's house, even if they say don't bring anything empty-handed. That's just how I am personally. I'm curious, you know, Sarah, obviously we, you know, your friends uh, showed up for you and, you know, you weren't really part of the planning like a traditional host. How did you feel at your baby shower? Like, what was your experience? Because even though you weren't hosting, you were kind of hosting. Like, everybody wanted time with you. Everybody wanted pictures with you. I mean, I went to church this morning and I posted this video of your your baby shower. And like, that was the talk of my church time. Like, everybody was talking about the the, the wall, the, the rose wall. Like, they were like, that was the most amazing baby shower. Oh, that's so nice. Well, so obviously one of our very close friends, Allie, is an event planner. Um, If you guys have any events in LA, it's her, the company is uh, Dream Events LA, right? Dream Dream Events. Dream Theme. Dream Theme. She's great. So we had Allie spearheading the hosting committee and Allie herself, um, she, you know, she's very specific. And so she's like, listen, in the past, when people have done things for me, it's nice, but I kind of like to check in. And she's like, I'm going to keep checking in with you and be like, do you like this or that? Do you want this or that? And so she kept kind of like getting my opinion on stuff, which was nice because then I could say like, oh, for the flower wall, I like this color instead of that color. And so I, she put everything together, but I was pretty involved in um, in some of the you know uh, things that were picked out, which I thought was nice that she did. So she's like, I want to make sure that it's everything that you would want on the day. But I thought it like all came together um, really beautifully. I mean, obviously she knows what she's doing. So she uh, pulled it all together. But no, I thought it was nice. But you reminded me of something. So sometimes when you have people over and you're hosting, it's hard because people are like, oh, I can't wait to go hang out with you. That's not really going to happen when you're hosting, especially a larger party. It's more of I'm going to have this party and I'm going to invite a bunch of my friends and you guys hang out. I'm going to host you guys hanging out and I'll come hang out here and there, but I can't hang out the whole time and really like have a deep conversation with you 
and be checking on making sure everyone's doing everything okay and like doesn't need anything and letting guests in or out or whatever it might be. So sometimes that can be stressful when you have friends like, oh, I want to, like, where are you? I want to hang out with you. Um, You just have to kind of give them grace and realize that like they're running around kind of busy and then um, just to have a good time. And you're not really there to specifically bond and hang out with that certain person because they're busy hosting, I think. One of the things I learned as a guest of somebody is the best thing you can do, because I agree, I love what you just said, like be be conscious of the host and their 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 you know their frenetic energy in terms of getting everything prepped and together what i always do to try to alleviate that because um you know i want to participate is ask how can i help like just just take try to take something off of their 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 checklist if you can and i did that you know ali was like because poor Erica couldn't make it. I'm like, can I do something uh, to help? And so she's like, just get here an hour early. And I literally, you know, put a few rose petals down. She was like, all right. <laughs> but it, it's it, for people that are listening that aren't always hosting, but they're guests, be mindful that the host has so many things going on. If you're there early, E-Dog talks about it. Like, and Sarah, you've talked about people showing up early. Just try to take something off their plate because they're going to feel like they want to entertain you. And it's probably really hard to do that. Oh, I definitely got a, I got a text message from Allie because I wasn't there setting up. I was like in the bathroom and she's like, um, guests are here. So you might want to come out. They were early. Some people came early and I went, oh, no, they didn't. They didn't (laughs) listen to the podcast. (laughs) Apparently not. They still came. uh, I think it was 20 minutes early. They came for a 1230 shower. I appreciate that, though. You always ask, too. You're like, can I come early to help you set up? You're really good at that. And I always Mm -hmm. usually say yes, because it is nice to have uh, extra hands. You know, you're running around like crazy. I'm pretty late to get ready. I'm usually not ready. So if I could have my friend uh, do something for me, then I appreciate that. Like set something up. and, And not only that, help the people that are there early and entertain them. Right. Like, why? Yes. Yes. That's very helpful. Let's talk about what to us indicates a a good party. Like what makes a good party? Not as the host, but like, Mm -hmm. or it could be, how do you know as the host that you are indeed having a successful party? One. And two, as a guest, what, how do you qualify a great party for me? Well, go ahead. I want to, I want to hear what, I don't know who is the hostess with the mostest between you two, Erica and Sarah. I love that she didn't say me. Cause I was definitely not in the running. Oh, well, I, haven't been to, I, I haven't been, I fancy myself a good host, but I haven't ha- had you guys over for like a real thing. Just my daughter's birthday party, but I've been to both Erica and Sarah's and you I'll guys say, both throw I'll great s- parties. They do. They I would, I, I think I'll give it to Sarah. I think I'll give it to Sarah. My hat's off to Sarah. I don't know. Ooh. I I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, I do have a birthday party coming up for Matt guys. It's going to be off the wall. Amazing balls to the wall, November 19th. So stay tuned. I think it's important to have food. I know that's Doug's biggest thing. He's so uncomfortable inviting people over here if we don't have anything to feed them and like something good to feed them. And there's many times I've gone to friends' houses where I'm surprised. I'm like, oh my God, like there's either they don't have snacks or their snacks are just little, um, 
like junk food, like where you don't really want to eat that, but you're so hungry and you don't want to be rude and say, Hey, is, do you have anything else? Or, or should I like Postmates some food? Um, so I think it's important, like be cognizant of the time of day. Is it, are you having people over at lunch or dinner time? And then if you're not wanting to actually serve them dinner, let them know ahead of time. Like if you're starting a party at seven, you could say like, hey, come over for drinks Light and apps. refreshments, yeah. Yeah, drinks and apps. Or you could say just so you know, we're not doing dinner. So definitely like eat something early before you come. Give them a heads up because you don't want them to show up hungry and there isn't actually like a full meal or to already eat before they get there and you're having a full meal. Like we had a full lunch and I said, I want to make sure everyone kn- like knows I'm not just serving like finger food. We are serving food. And so I just wanted to make sure they knew that. So I think it's just kind of like give some details to the guests so they don't have to feel uncomfortable asking like, oh, is there food there? Because you'll get that text too. And you're like, oh, uh, no, or yeah. I just think it's good to let them know and to have stuff like that. Yeah. Kevin, it's so funny that you say that about Doug. Kevin's the same way. Kevin's like, I don't care if there are no decorations, I don't care about anything. I only want there to be food and I want there to be a surplus of food because that truly makes a party. We love eating. We love community, but community is great when you're eating and you're munching away on delicious food. So I think for me, food is like, I know that we've had a great party when people are commenting on the food and they're going back for seconds and the bar's busy and people are laughing and enjoying. And I am not being like bothered by little, you know, where's this and where's that? Or are you like, we need to have a surplus of food and drinks, but food I think is the most important thing. Yeah. You don't want your guests hungry or leaving to go eat because they're, they realize there's nothing there. So I think food and drinks And then obviously, like I said, music, unless you're doing a viewing party, but then even still like a music sets the, the vibe, the energy. And then maybe you watch, like we used to do these bachelor nights and then you watch bachelor. So the bachelor is a good example. Sometimes I would serve food and sometimes I would just have a cheese plate and cupcakes, but I would let everyone know like, Hey, tonight I'm going to do this. Um, or tonight we're getting a chef. Like, again, just giving them the details so that they know whether or not to eat and they don't have to be uncomfortable. Cause I've definitely felt uncomfortable. Like, Oh, are we eating or what are we eating? You know, (laughs) it's like, you feel bad asking. Um, and then a best prep tip for hosting. If you are yourself cooking, if you can prep anything the night before, so it's just less for you to make the day of, and you can just throw it in the oven. That is going to take so much pressure off of you because I'm kind of bad with time management. And especially when it comes to cooking and especially when it comes to having people over for a party, I never give myself enough time. I'm always, that's why I don't show up early to my parties, please. I'd prefer you to show up at least like 15 minutes late. Cause I'll need that time. Um, cause I'm still running around in the kitchen and then you're like sweaty or you're not ready. So I think the most you can kind of pre-plan or even have the night before everything you're going to need set out on the counter. So you just have to kind of set it out rather than go find it. Cause that's the worst thing is if you're like, Oh, I, I don't know where this is. And you spend, you waste time looking for it. It's better to do that the night before mm-hmm. when you don't have time pressure on you. I've pushed I love, parties. Oh, I've sorry. texted, like I've texted being like, Hey guys, I'm running late. You want to come an hour later? You know? So <laughs> I've definitely had to do that. I love here's, um, a great entertainment tip that I've, I feel like having some sort of entertainment is amazing and just adds so much to the party. It just adds another element that just 
takes things through the roof and it doesn't have to be like anything too spectacular or expensive. It could just be like, you know, last year for my Christmas party, we had like, um, we've had a three person band in the past, which plays salsa music. And it's amazing because people dance and they, it's like so much fun. But last year, because of COVID, we had one person and he was a guitarist and he came and he played like everything from like, I mean, Kevin loved him and has the video played everything from like Biggie Smalls to like Frank Sinatra on his, it was amazing. Just like very talented, very, you know, flexible, had just a very varying degrees of like talent and every kind of genre. So that was really fun and not terribly expensive. I think like a level of entertainment always takes it up another notch. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done a lot of live entertainment, but I did have a fiasco at the beginning of the shower. Our sound system did. It just didn't work. I didn't have music. (laughs) I had to go find a boom box. And so I was like, oh my God. And wishing in that moment, oh, I should have hired that violinist because she could have, while I figured this out, been playing for an hour because I I decided not to. But I mean, yeah, live music is obviously great if, if if you can get it. Can we talk about our worst party experiences? Like what was the worst party experience we ever had and why? Like what made that shit so awful? I think think that's a good idea because that's also controversial. Like that we attended or hosted? Attended or hosted. Like what were some of the biggest? Oh, I was sitting here actually thinking of what has been my worst experience at a party. And I know that this is going to sound crazy, but I... I think the worst experience at a party was a party that did not have food. I'm trying to think if there's anything better than that, but yeah, I, I went to, I've been to a couple parties where I'm just like, babe, there's no food here. Like that to me is a good, like chips and Doritos are just not, I'm a little, I love to eat. Okay. If you let me know, it's like Sarah said, if you're going to invite me, let me know ahead of time that there's no food so I can stop and, and, and figure myself out because when I'm not, when I'm hang, when I'm hungry, I'm angry. Well, especially, <laughs> especially drinking. You want yeah. people to know, Hey, like, cause you don't want them to get wasted. There's but not going to be food here. You need to right. drink before you come. But I'm trying to think if there was like something that's like, like a thing that that's like a no go at a party. No, I, I, I think that's, say- Kind of what Aaron touched on, um, like some of the Hollywood pool parties that I've maybe been invited to, where it's like just a scene and everyone's too cool for everyone. And you don't even really know anybody there. They definitely don't have a lot of food at these things. Um, But (laughs) it 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 would just be that I just feel it doesn't you don't when you leave, you don't feel good. You feel kind of like, ugh. Like, why did I even go to that? You know, but when you're single and you get invited to things, you think, okay, I'll go. Maybe I'll meet someone. And then as you're on the way home, you're like, of course I didn't meet anyone. I'm not, I'm not going to go to those stupid things. So when I was single for many years, I would try if I got invited to rally and at least go stop by whatever it was. But I would say um, just shallowness would be the bad parties I've been to. And then like Zulai said, the food thing. Definitely. Like, even if it's not a party, like if someone invites me to their house at, for like a good three or four hours for something and they have literally nothing to eat, I'm going to get hungry at some point. This and is angry. before I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And angry. Yeah. 
So I think food is good. Er- Erica, what's Here's going on with your sound? Here's another pet peeve of mine. I just thought of this. Oh, you're not back, huh? Here's another pet peeve of mine. Like when people invite you to their house and their house is like a museum and you feel like you can't touch anything and they make yeah. it known to you where you're like, oh, let's just not go over there with your shoes or like making your, sh- taking me, making me take my shoes off. Not cute. Oh, I hate that. Not I cute. Know. I'm not with it. Don't I invite. I'm not going. I'm not going to be walking around your house barefoot with my that new is pedicure. Such, that is no. such a good point. Like get a cleaning person and just figure clean it out the next day. Like that's figure that's, it out. That's yeah. my compromise because mm-hmm. that is part of the outfit. And as a female, I'm not trying to show my holy socks or my, you know, maybe I didn't get my right? like, no. Yeah. Wearing, damn it. It also but, like there's something about taking your shoes off that just makes you feel naked, you know, at a party. It's like, part oh, of the I, I don't feel dressed. Oh, there you are. Exactly. Hi, there Erica. you are. Hey, girl. Yay. Hey, girl. Hey. Oh, my God. I've had so much to say and I couldn't say anything. So I forgot. I mean, that. all right. <laughs> give, give, it, give it to us all. But real quick before you do that, reminds me of the Sex in the City episode where Sarah Jessica Parker went to a party. They had to take their shoes off. She had on like new Manolo. I can't say the word. Manolo Blonics. Manolo Blonics. Manolo. She put them by the door and someone took them. Oh, and then, and then oh. the host was like, well, I don't know. Sorry. And she goes, what? And you so she me. sent. She sent um because all her friends were like getting engaged and having babies oh. and she wasn't. So she sent like a registry of just those shoes to that host. <laughs> and so she got her shoes back. But anyway, all right, oh, Erica, go tell us all your thoughts. Uh, well, I, I don't even know exactly what I was going to say, but um, you cannot have anybody take off their shoes, especially at a night party. Like during the day is a little no. bit different, but still like I think that is absolutely bonkers to me because the shoes are the outfit. Um, I also think the food is super important, but the drinks might be a little bit more important to me. (laughs) I don't know. I can't, I can't fathom walking around someone's kitchen or getting wine myself. Like, I just feel like there's something wrong with that. If you don't put the liquor, if you can't afford a bartender or you just don't want a bartender, that's fine. But at least put a little bin out with the ice, you know, so that everyone can reach in the cups and all that laid out somewhere on a table so that people can. Is this message for me? Because I went to your house recently for not a party and I sure did go into Erica's refrigerator for a glass of rose. (laughs) Well, no, that's different. You're, you can go into my fridge and that's fine. But I think for a party, right? People are not going to just do that. You're going to make people feel uncomfortable. I also think if you are having or throwing a kid's party, you need entertainment for adults. Yes. It's really nice. We're going to have some good stuff for uh, Matt's birthday, but for kids, it's like a thousand percent necessary. I was at a kid's party where they had nothing for the kids to do. And the kids were just like going crazy. And I'm like, okay, I got to get out of here because you you can't assume True. you're going to throw a kid's party and then just let the kids kind of like figure it out. You know, if you're having a kid's party and there's a pool, just hire a lifeguard so that the That's parents can did. have love it. Yeah. So parents can relax and Zulai did. And there was a girl at Zulai's party, a Puerto Rican woman who was hilarious and 
and like literally reamed her husband a new one because he wasn't watching his child. And he goes, babe, there's a lifeguard here. She's like, I don't care. I do not care. I mean, a lifeguard was- sitting five feet away. They get into this huge fight. And I'm like, that's why he's here. Anyway. Oh, miracle. She was so upset with her husband because he wasn't watching like an eagle eye. And he's like, babe, what do you want me to do? She's like, oh, oh, he's going to get it tonight. I just have a quick question. How do you guys feel if you put out an invite, people RSVP, yes, and then they don't show up? Yeah, that's upsetting. Mm. How do you feel about that? They should should give you a heads up that they're not coming. But on that note, also, if you get a paperless or a post or an evite, just respond. So they're not having to track you down. Just take that moment and either hit yes or no, or maybe, or send a message saying, hey, I'm figuring out whether or not I can come, but just respond because we don't even know if you got it or if you're coming. And sometimes with food, like I had to have a head count for the chef for the shower. I had to know, are you coming? Are you not coming? I'm being charged per head. So, um, but I understand things come up, let people know I can't make it. Don't just not show up. Thank you. That's it. That's a big one. That is a big one. I have one more thing to share for anyone with the Christmas coming up. Um, I did a a couple years ago before uh, COVID. I did a um, white elephant gift exchange, ugly sweater party, and it was so fun. And so I would definitely suggest hosting that. It makes a game of the night and people get dressed up and people love to get dressed up. I loved that party. And it was, yeah, it was so much fun. I made a mistake and I did not hire a bartender in that party. So I did a lot of pouring of drinks and I was running around like crazy, but that was the last time I did that. You know, you know what else you can do guys? You can do a Friendsgiving Thanksgiving yes. and then you, you have this, everyone brings a dish and then you sit around and you talk about what you're grateful for, which is really nice to hear, you know, your friends and uh, loved ones talking about all the good stuff. I love that. Get people talking. Yeah. But yeah, lots of uh, festive parties coming up. So enjoy, have fun, bring a little something for the host, even if they said they don't need it. Just a little something. We appreciate it. Maybe some cookies. (laughs) Maybe something sweet. Um, All right. We got to decant it today, Kira. It's time for decanted. We sure do. What is your favorite thing to bring as a guest to a party? A good bottle of wine. Dessert. Wine. Oh, or my chocolate chip cookies. Mm. Ooh, those are good. Mine oh, is I wine. Think I, yeah, mine is wine. I brought a candle in the past. I think candles and wine are flowers. I'm good for a nice flowers. bouquet of flowers. But you know, don't bring me flowers. Like, don't bring me. <laughs> oh my God. What do we, should they bring you? A succulent? Or you don't like no, those either? Neither. You don't like wine. wine. Bring me wine a wine. Bring or me a wine. margaritas. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God. That's so funny. Who knows me well? But yeah, flowers. Or beans. She said she loves beans, like a nice beans. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? That's a good, because even sunflowers at the store, I think they're five or $6. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to keep spending a lot of money if I go to my friend's house, just pop into the grocery store. You can get a cheap bouquet. And that is really thoughtful to bring for the host too. So that's a good one. Flowers. Cheaper than wine. 
Well, good one. There you go. We're on a budget. We go with flowers. (laughs) Yes. Um, All right. This has been an episode of Entertain Her. I hope you guys get busy hosting, making some memories with your friends and family, having some fun this holiday season. If you want any more tips or tricks, you can find us all on our Instagrams. Thanks for listening. My name is Sarah Sanderson. I'm Erica Cedeno. Erin Coscarelli. And this is Zulai, guys. Have a beautiful holiday season. Bye.